<laughs> yeah, we're at 30 minutes, so it's going to be, it'll be cut. But um, we'll get to hear that sound. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of it. Anyway. Today in Galatians, we're in double digit. Nice. <laughs> Michelle G's not with us today, but today we have Nick Slocum. I was going to say good morning, but I don't know if it's like, who knows when they're listening to this thing. <laughs> well, what we're going to do good is we're going to record every single one. And then every, every time the clock changes, I'm just going to swap the, swap the, the, swap the file. Yeah. Yeah. Good day, everyone. Good day, everyone. Oh, yeah. So you guys are in uh, co-lead at GC together, right? Mm-hmm. How's that going? I think it's all right. Yeah. Sometimes I need to be a better co-leader, but yeah. I do my best just to be part of the group. And not to, to, and sometimes I step back so far that I don't feel like I actually help Nick. (laughs) I I think you, you do a a healthy amount of pulling back. So it's, it's not a, it's not a Tuesday night second sermon, Mm -hmm. right? So week 10, the spirit's power. Yeah, when people hear that title, I think they're going to think it's something different than I'm talking about. And the Spirit's power is designed in our lives as Christ lives in us through the Spirit to make real the the things of Christ, make real the gospel to us. That's really what the Spirit does. He takes and conforms experientially the gospel of Jesus Christ into our hearts and souls. That's one of the things that Paul starts. That's why this whole section starts like this. It is... It is you started with the spirit. Why are you now trying to live your life in the flesh? We all think, oh man, I am saved by the grace of God. It's so amazing. And then we start to live our Christian life and we think it's by my power and my strength. And Paul is just swatting them down. And he's like, boom, it is not your strength. It is not your power. It's the spirit's power that enables you to live the life that God calls you to. That's week 10. (laughs) That about sums it up. Yeah. Nice work. I'll give you a perfect example. Um, I used to work at this, this other church and we started this new service that I was in charge of. And the senior pastor was the one who kind of preached at it and kind of had the vision for it. And we ran it for a year and about six and a half months in, it just kind of wasn't working. And so I'm like, Hey, why don't you give it to me? I'll take it. I know what I'm doing. Like the young guy who is just an idiot and I, I take it over and it did not go any better. Right. And so it's just like, I know what I'm doing and I don't know what I'm doing because I just get swatted down because it's it was going to be a work of God's spirit, not a work of me, not a work of him. not And we kind of made it into a work of us and not a work of God. And I think that that's the times where God comes in just kind of, hey, it's not your work, it's mine. And you very clearly see it when he allows things to fail that I think I was going to make work. Hey, Nick, have you ever been swatted down? Uh, yeah. By the impossible? Yeah. No, it's not by the impossible. <laughs> um, I'd say swatted down on my, on my own power. I thought, you know, I, I can do this with my, with my wife. I can mm-hmm. bring her to Christ. Like, that's going to be me. I'm, I'm pulling the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not. By nothing that I've done, um, she sees it and she realizes it and she's, she's a new person mm-hmm. because of it. And, you know, I tried for years to, to I mean, I, I'd say I'm, I'm not very old, so like, ah, I've tried for years. Um, but I tried to the best that I knew how to bring somebody all of the logic, all of the information to no avail. Um, here's an example of what I think a Christian husband should be. You see this and, you know, we're, we're going to church and the kids go to church and, but how do you not see it? Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't just say, 
any of the right words to make that happen. But then she was in, in the midst of a community and right. God did a work in the midst of that community, which is right. pretty cool. So she said, I want to take this step. I want to try to element. Great. Let's take that step. I want to try to go into this community. Great. Let's, if that's a step you want to take, that's, let's take that step. Like I'm in the background. I'm like, hooray. This is cool. Cause you're talking and, and I hear the experientialness of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit that you're, you know, in, in some ways you're trying your own strength and your own, your own power. And God is showing you like, I got this. And he, he moves you towards the background in some ways and does his mighty work. Yeah. Not to say that I'm not involved, sure. but yeah. I'm, I'm not the one. Yep. And really what it is, is the spirit sometimes very slowly, he's the one that moves and changes us to understand your Christ is better to, for our lives to mold more to the image and likeness of who Jesus is. And he does that work. And, you know, there's a lot of people who throw a lot of things on it. Oh, it's got to look like this. It's got to look like that. No, it's got to look like what the Spirit is doing. And that means that we have a greater excitement for Christ, that we have a greater love for who he is and what he's doing. And that's all work of the Spirit. So uh, towards the end of the notes, you have a Keller quote. Keller says, you have not believed the story until you realize I've been trying to complete myself and Jesus has completed me. I mean, and that's, and that's Paul's whole argument. You realized you couldn't complete your life. You started with the work of the spirit. Why? Who has bewitched you? Why are you stepping back into these things that have been worthless your entire life? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, ste- I, stepping into I wish that we were using realize more often than believing or faith. Because it's a, it's an understanding. You're, you're realizing who you are, your identity in Christ. You're, you're making a realization of what truth is. This is how it is. And you're just realizing that, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm a part of that story that has, has started since the beginning of time. And I'm realizing that I'm a part of that. Mm-hmm. I don't just have to believe it. So I, I'll assert Mikey's uh, role here. So with your little thing. How then would you, in your gospel communities, how would you move them to the place of the realization of what God is doing versus what we are trying to do? Yeah, so I think I think it comes through time and relationship. So most people, I would say... You mean equity? From equity? Equity? There you go. Equity from... I was just going to say. <laughs> because my tendency would be, oh, I'm going to ask the right question Sunday. And that just mm. usually doesn't happen. I think I have softened in my approach to with people where I'm not just trying to get them to where I think their end result should be, mm. but resting and praying for them. I feel like when you're in those, when you're in those moments in your group and you're like, I need to say this to get them from here to there. Um, and you're praying about that, pray, you know, Lord, get me out of the way mm. so that you can, you can do this work. Um, I realize that I can't do it and there's nothing that I can do that's going to get them there, but this is, this is something that you want. So if you want to use me as part of that, mm-hmm. great. Put put me in there, you know, put me in coach. Mm-hmm. But if, if it's somebody else, then you know, I'm going to pray for that too. I mean, just like I could, you know, what, what I was talking about earlier, like I can't, I can put all the information here, but it's, it's not up to me. Mm-hmm. The work of the spirit. Try to let the Holy Spirit speak truth and reveal the heart motives. Because if someone doesn't, re- doesn't see it themselves, I can't tell them. That they're viewing, you know, I can tell them, but it's more fruitful if they come to the conclusion, man, my life actually just, I keep, even if I get the things I want, it's not, it's not fulfilling me. 
but I, I have someone who's deeply into politics. And so I ask him, what is it about politics that whether you're right or wrong, what does it change in your life mm. every day? And, and I can ask those questions sometimes when after a while and it's like, oh, this thing happened or didn't happen. I'm kind of defeated. I'm like, yeah, why, why are you defeated? Why to me, who wins, who wins the victory ultimately? Yeah. What, where is it that, that you thought something would be different? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's not, and whether, and even if it came true or didn't come true, whatever you wanted, is that, is that, does that feed your soul? Does, does that really bring your joy? Does that, is that the thing that completes you? Yeah. Because it, because it doesn't, it will then just be the next thing that you're looking at on Instagram or, or wherever. And so, so we had a new guy come two weeks ago and he came last week. And I, I think that this is something that he is coming to terms with now because he's a new believer coming to the realization of it's not knowledge and doing the right thing that's going to save me. It is finding my completeness in what Christ has done and then beginning to live that out. Uh, this is going to save me yeah. instead of realizing I have been saved. Right. You know, you're not trying to, you know, we are trying to do things that are going to save us. We're trying to do things that are make us, you know, feel elevated or make us feel Increased, I think, is the word that you used earlier. He's already done it, and we just need to live in that and bring that to others. So when you you bring up the chief end of man, mm. and to to glorify God and bring others into the community too. And I think that part of what the Spirit does is when we worship God, we focus on what He's doing. He puts into like a spiritual language in our hearts what we are truly desiring, because what we are desiring is our relationship with God. Last week on episode nine, three legalists said at a mic, and that name actually came from the very end of the episode. We got a couple emails after, and I wanted to read one for you. So this came from Janet Bourne. My favorite part of the episode was the very end. When Aaron went, that's a bummer, and it ended. I had a strong gut reaction of, no, no, it's not. So thanks, Michelle, first for sharing, but also for pointing the way toward hope. I love this end of it doesn't have to end there for any legalist. It just doesn't. I deeply appreciate you all sharing your legalist tendencies while simultaneously pointing towards grace. Legalism is so much easier to conceptualize cognitively. It's so much easier to keep a list or to count actions than to understand grace. Well, thanks, Janet. We really appreciate it. We are trying to be honest. Uh, and share our struggles and where we need grace. And hopefully we are demonstrating grace in some ways and we appreciate the feedback. So after we recorded with Nick, Nick actually texted you a, a question. So I'm going to ask you. So around here, we think shared leadership is pretty important. And so we we encourage our gospel communities to have shared leadership. Uh, as you guys lead Fireside together in co-leadership, what is that? What does that breakdown look like? What do your roles kind of look like? How does it, how does it work? When we thought about starting this gospel community, it wasn't actually the Carlbergs and the Slocums. It, there were actually four of us. And it ended up throughout the course of it, the other two couples realized that they were really busy and their lives couldn't support actually shared leadership in in the type of way that we were looking. And in the end, it ended up, uh, you know, us and the Slocums kind of sharing leadership in this. And, you know, Nick and Ashley, they're very good at community. They're very good at inviting people in. 
Nick is someone who is very calm under pressure. Like if my house was on fire and he was in my house, I'd be like, what do I do? Because I'd be running around like a crazy person. He's like, okay, well, the door's over there. We're going to go over here. Because he's very good at that kind of thing. As a matter of fact, we, we had an issue with somebody in our gospel community and Nick was talking to the person and I'm like, what are you saying? What are you talking about? You know, because I really just wanted to go after this person about a particular thing. And my wife says to me, leave it alone. Nick will say the same thing you do. He'll just say it nicer. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beauty of the differences because, you know, I'm, I'm really theological. I love doctrine. You know, when I, I listen to people ask questions and say things, I think I can pick up what they're trying to say and maybe where they're going. And sometimes my explanations are a little too long. I get that. Uh, but Nick, on the other hand, it really drills down into the, the community aspect of what that means to look like. And so that's why I think we're a pretty good match. Your guys' bents are probably more towards yeah. the opposite sides of, of the spectrum. Yeah, just think about the, the Kevin podcast that we did. In the middle of that, you mentioned Nick has invited Kevin over for karaoke <laughs> right. at his house, right? I would never think to invite Kevin over for karaoke. Well, or you'd never you do karaoke. <laughs> you know, he does that. And I think that's great. And I told Nick, I said, invite, invite me over when he comes over because he helps me to be better at community within our GC. It's, it's beautiful because you guys are using your strengths cohesively mm-hmm. and you're making the whole group better for it where it's not just because we're all going to have areas where we're stronger and areas where we're weaker as leaders. And so you want your leadership to yeah. complement. Yeah. And and it sounds like we do this perfectly. We, we don't. We don't. It sounds great, you know, on paper and it doesn't always work out that well. But yeah, it. I, I think that there is a good thing when we both realize it in one another and rest on each other's strengths. Um, so this week, we encourage you to be listening to the Spirit, uh, praying for the people that you lead, whether it's in a GC, whether it's in your, just in your home, the, your conversations you have, whether it's, it's, it's coworkers that you've built equity up with, and be praying that God reveals what it is inside of them that they are searching to make whole, make them complete, and find ways to speak the gospel, the, the truth that only Jesus can and does make us complete um, and that's done and that we can walk in that freedom 